Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we got to talk about Apple because honestly, in my opinion, Apple lies about privacy. Now, glass houses, dude. I mean, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Now, before we dive in, and I am going to be going through the litany of sins uh, just in just recently that Apple has had, I want to give you the backdrop and the framework for this conversation because Brandon Vigliarolo, I'm, I'm so sorry for screwing up your last name, Brandon, of The Register basically had a backdrop on some recent information with uh, essentially Apple throwing stones at Google and glass houses, man, glass houses. So here's what's going on, and then we're going to dive into this. The U.S. Department of Justice released a series of documents in its antitrust trial against Google on November 2nd, which included documents that revealed that basically Apple made its default search deal with Google despite considerable uh, considerable privacy reservations. Now, among the, the trove of documents that were released by the DOJ that Thursday was an internal Apple slide deck that was an exhibit entered into the case when Apple's SVP of services, Eddie Q, testified in September. Now, Mr. Q uh, reportedly told the court that Apple made its 18 to $20 billion deal with Google to make the search giant the default Apple, uh, basically Apple search engine, because there really wasn't a valid alternative at the time. But as a now public and still largely redacted slide deck indicates, Apple considered Google far from perfect on issues of privacy. Glass houses Apple. Now, one slide revert to Android as a, quote, massive tracking device, end quote, while others point out how much better of a job Apple considered itself to be doing on privacy versus Google when it came down to how the pair actually handled data from users, uh, specifically their accounts, their maps, search ads, all that kind of stuff. And again, glass houses. Remember, for the record, Apple also offers uh, basically an operating system, iOS, that runs either um, uh, iPhone and also a browser, Safari, that are direct competitors to Google's Android operating system and Chrome web browser. And, and essentially, Chrome is the largest web browser on the planet by far compared to Safari. Uh, and so obviously, it's not surprising to see that, that Apple would be taking shots essentially at one of their largest rivals. Now, here's the thing. Apple talks about its love of privacy safeguards and how much it thinks Google is basically just just the monster with people's data. And for the record, it is. But we'll talk about Android uh, in a moment here. But let's let's talk about reality because while it has been basically a baking in a decent amount of information security into its software and hardware, um, basically Apple can be accused of being two-faced on this. And so let's why let's talk about why Apple shouldn't be throwing stones basically from their glass house. Now, case in point, per the Register article, basically another exhibit made public by the Department of Justice that week consisted of an email chain from 2016 in which Google discussed a request from Apple to make uh, basically search data sharing reciprocal. In other words, everything that Google was hoovering up every time you use the Google search engine, uh, let's say from a Chrome browser or Safari or whatever it is, Apple wanted a piece of that too. They wanted to see what you were doing as an iPhone user. Now, with that, I went back in my notes because I keep extensive notes and you know I do video and podcast. I write articles. I do radio segments on all this kind of stuff. And so let's go down the litany of things that I found in literally 20 minutes just going through my YouTube channel 10 months ago. I did basically a video slash podcast, uh, probably a radio segment on that called Apple Will Encrypt iCloud but is it really secure? Now, the source was CNBC, and it's not really end-to-end -end encryption as Apple claims if Apple owns the actual encryption keys, and that's the crux of the issue. 
they apparently appeared capable of unlocking iCloud for things like law enforcement warrants. If it's true end to end, you own the encryption keys. I own my own encryption keys. And basically, Apple would not be able to help in this situation. They also integrated scanning technology into iCloud to look for illegal content like child abuse material. That is something that uh, Apple stopped and started and is hemmed and hot on. But the point is, is if it's truly end to end encryption, you couldn't integrate scanning technology into that either. And so why are they doing it or why are they attempting to do it? And after the backlash, there still looks like they're still planning on getting around that in some way, shape or form. Now, eight months ago, I had a, I had a video slash podcast, probably again, a radio uh, segment entitled Lawsuit. Apple is lying to us about privacy. This is coming from all places of Hollywood Reporter. They were allegedly caught harvesting data from their users in order to grow their advertising business. They see how much money the Googles and Amazons are making and Facebooks are making and they're getting in on the game. And so there was a lawsuit about that 11 months ago entitled Apple's getting sued due to privacy. This is coming from Gizmodo. A class action lawsuit said that Apple was harvesting iPhone data even when users turned those features off. Two years ago, I did one entitled, China is already trying to find ways around Apple's new privacy. Coming from the Financial Times, TikTok and Tencent, both huge Chinese corporations, were developing tools that would allow their apps to get around Apple's privacy settings. Two years ago, I also did one entitled, Apple's Ask App Not to Track feature isn't working so well. This is coming from the Washington Post, and the Ask App Not to Track button wasn't living up to its name. The example they gave was an app called Subway Surfer, which at the time was one of the most popular apps. Saying no, basically, uh, to that app in order to have it stop sending, uh, essentially, uh, tracking information did not stop that app and others reviewed from sending a third party. In Subway Surfer, uh, Subway Surfer's case, they sent it to a data broker and entitled Chart Boost 29, and they were sending your IP address, your phone storage level to three decimals, your battery life to multiple decimals, basically to fingerprint you without actually saying it's you. Digital fingerprinting has been a problem on the Apple iPhone platform for quite some time. Two years ago, I did another segment entitled Apple is Lying to You, Hear Me Out Here. This is coming from ThreatPost. In court, Apple's head of software engineering under oath said that the level of malware threat against the Mac platform and also the combined Apple, uh, the App Store for Mac and iPhone was unacceptable, which is why they are restricting apps essentially on the App Store. But... Apple's marketing has repeatedly said over the years that if you have a Mac or, or any Apple product, you're not going to get infected. Do you remember the commercials with Justin Long and John Hodgman? I'm a Mac, I'm a PC, et cetera, et cetera. Justin Long literally says in those commercials, well, if you're a Mac, you're never going to get infected. Come on, dude. Really? We infect them all the time on the red teaming side of cybersecurity. Four years ago, I did. And like I said, I'm doing my homework. I went back and, and four years ago, I did a segment entitled Apple is listening in on iPhones without consent. This came from The Guardian. Apple was letting their contractors listen to recordings made by users when they were talking to Siri. That's right. You've got something on. It always has to be listening to its trigger word. Their contractors were listening. Now, other items, issues, et cetera, et cetera, that I've done in the last six to eight years... Apple was caught sending telemetry from iPhones back to their servers every 72 hours or so, even if iCloud was turned off.
They're privacy nutrition labels that basically are giving users a false sense of privacy since app developers were allowed to score themselves, and this really wasn't made public beyond niche articles that people like me would read. In other words, you'd look at Facebook, the app, and Facebook would say, hey, I did great. In the same way, if you let teenagers grade their term papers, they're all going to get A's. And so it's false. In 2015, they removed all antiviral apps from the App Store. Go read the fine print on any of them. They don't actually scan for viruses. They do other things. But Apple in 2015 said their sandboxing system was so unbelievably good that that essentially no infection, no infected app would ever be published in the App Store. Two months later, that was proven false. Within two years, we found out the CIA had been walking through it thanks to the Vault 7 leaks and others. This is what we're talking about. Apple was also caught selling face mapping data from uh, basically two third parties from their face ID and they claimed it was to improve their system that these third parties would help them improve their face ID but literally the 30,000 points or whatever they say that makes up your face they were selling to third parties glass houses Apple glass houses now Android being a Google product, yes, can data mine you just like an iPhone can. The interesting part about Android, though, is that the most secure builds on mobile phones, in my opinion, are in Android because Android, you can download basically as open source. You can make it yourself. Now, I understand if you're buying a Google Pixel or a Samsung or whatever Android is, odds are you're not stripping it down and essentially uh, installing a version of Android that has all of the trackers and stuff out of it, but you can. And the most secure systems that, that basically intelligence, defense, et cetera, et cetera, use tend to be on the Android side because of that specifically. You have the full ability to modify it. They didn't remove antiviral agents or endpoint detection response agents from the anti uh, from the app store. You can hook into the OS, you can scan it, you can defend it, et cetera, et cetera, which means you have the ability to make it private, even if it's not private out of the box when you're buying that Google Pixel. So understand the difference. But man, Apple saying that, oh yes, we're so private, blah, 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 in marketing, it's bunk. It really is, and I just proved it to you. You can't say you haven't been told. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please, just please attempt to stay private. And this applies to you, iPhone users. Take care.